Manamana. 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 Hello and welcome to All Lockdown, How We Laugh with today's special guest, community organiser and entertainer, Cat Boyle. Cat Boyle is actually um, geographically the closest guest to me that um, I've had in the show, because I think she's like four, four or five streets away, but I've actually never met her um, until we actually started talking just before the show there. And Kat's been very, very busy throughout lockdown. She's had a lot of things going. Um, she's done a lot of volunteer work to help people that are isolated and um, help feed the elderly and things like that. So she's a very, very valuable part of the uh, community in Knightswood, where I live. And I'm very pleased to have her on the show. So without much more from me, I'll just put you on to Kat and let her tell you a bit about herself. How are you doing, Kat? I'm doing really well, Jimmy. Thank you very much for having me and a big hello to everybody that's listening. Um, I'm actually quite shy and retiring, right, no matter what he <laughs> says. <laughs> I'm very, very quiet. Right. I try that with people, but it doesn't work, really. Right, well, as um, Jimmy was saying, uh, entertainment is my background, but obviously, like a lot of us at the moment, um, there's no much happening on that front. So I also run a charity as well. It's called Community Spirit. We're based in the Albion and Yoker. It's been going now about a year and a half odds. Um, we do a wee afternoon on a Monday where folk can come along, no matter what your age, no matter what your disability, anything at all, you are welcome. It's free entry. We give you soup and sandwiches. Um, you get entertainment on it when we're allowed. We have bingo. We have... All sorts of things going on, play your cards right, raffles, everything, and a good old bit of banter from myself. <laughs> Usually I'm getting shouted at, <laughs> especially during the bingo, Jimmy, you know, when I'm saying things like six and nine, 69, and Kelly's eye and things. I'll, no need to get into that. I'm sure a lot of people would understand what that means. Um, or doctor's orders. I had to actually Google that the other night to find out what that was. So that is actually <laughs> something that the soldiers got during the war. So <laughs> I'll let you find out yourself for that. But um, as Jeremy was saying, yeah, I do a lot of stuff in the community. Um, first day of lockdown, I sort of went online and I was like seven nights a week for a long time doing different feeds. We did bingo, we did quizzes, we did music. We we had a pub night on a Saturday night. Um, I work in a pub called McNabs on a Saturday night normally. So we had the McNabs pub night. Um, with everybody and listening to it. Um, we've done all different theme nights. As I say, we've done music bingo. We, I think at one point I was even dressed as Elvis. So, <laughs> but, do you know what? I'll be anything you want me to be. Um, also, touching on the community side as well, um, I'm involved with several other charities. I'm on the board of one called Links. Um, between them and the Active Seniors, there's another charity I'm involved with, we were giving out meals um, hot meals to the elderly, different people. This was going on five days a week. Um, we were also giving out bags of shopping as well. So that was in the afternoons, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So it was a very busy time. Um, also helping out the food bank at Drum Chapel as well. Um, so there was a lot going on all the way through it. We also, um, if everybody remembers the clap for carers, Jimmy and I were talking about that not yeah. long ago, <laughs> five minutes ago. Um, we used to have all the carers come round outside my door on a Thursday night, um, out in the driveway, and all the neighbours were out. Um, every week we did a different theme to it. Even one week I learned sign language 
rainbow. So actually, I remember I remember some of the, the photographs I've seen of that. Um, yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the nurses and things like that around. But I, I, I always wanted to come around and take photographs of it. Cause it looked like exactly oh, the sort of thing. I know, but I just I mean I'm I'm. Uh, but I'm always like, walking about looking like a weirdo with my camera, and I didn't want to be just like. <laughs> well. <laughs> and, 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 and then it'd have been like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "I'm Jimmy Long. You're that guy you know for Facebook. Get been fucked. Get to jail." <laughs> I, mean, sorry, I don't look at weirdos. You're fine. You would have fitted in well with us. Um, but I know we all. We I think we went viral. We were all over the world. Yeah. Actually, people were sharing us because um, we were in Australia and everything I've got friends from America they were sharing it and you know I was getting messages from people from all over the world saying oh it's fantastic they wish they could have been there yeah. and we did this right up to the very last night of lockdown um, the very last night of the clap and we had a big sort of <clears throat> excuse me street party we all actually did the conga all the way right round all my streets. So we did. It's a good job. I've got really, really good neighbours. That's all I'm I, saying. I remember another, another time as well. Um, I can't remember if I actually seen the stream, but I remember you advertised like a, an 80s night. I think this was yeah. like back in May, and I ended up like coming onto the, the post and fucking doing all mm-hmm. these um, song title puns. And I'm sitting there like, that, 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 that was like my comedian fix for that week. <laughs> I'm <laughs> still a comedian. I've still got it. Like. He's done it. It was an 80s quiz, but he didn't win it. <laughs> Just get that bit in there. And that was like one of the, the bits. We tried to do um, a wee bit of everything. I mean, at the moment, I do music bingo, um, which is really great. A lot of people like that. I used to do it at the pub. Um, and we do a bingo on a Monday night as well. We also did the driveway bingo. I don't know if you remember that. Um, I think I might have said something about it. You did, yeah, you would have done. We'd, all the neighbours used to come out, and um, we had loads of people come up, people coming up as far as Helensborough, and they were all coming up, and we had tea and coffee and all that outside. Obviously, it was quite warm then, so yeah. <laughs> once it started getting a wee bit cold and we couldn't keep the gazebo up, that was it. Um, yeah, so that was quite fun, and we're actually thinking of starting that up again. That's you know that that would that would have a lot of value with um, helping people acclimatise to to social life mm-hmm. again, because it's I mean, exactly. I, I can see a lot of people on social media and things think that they're just going to be ramming back into the pubs and no, and, and clubs, and it's we're all going to be bloody dripping each other's sweat and all that again, and it's going to be a lot more. Um, clinical than that when we actually no. do get back into the venues and stuff you know definitely I think a lot of people are going to have a wee bit of a culture shock to be honest yeah. as you're saying it's going to be more clinical and like that people are like oh yeah let's get down the pub and there'll be loads of us but it's not going to be like that as we're saying it's going to be so restricted I know with our charity I mean we have when we open back up next Monday it's a case of there'll be only a couple of people again sitting at a table and even if you're in with that group you will be separated because you're not allowed to sit with that many people you know and it'll not be your usual Friday Saturday night down the pub you know where you get into the pub on a Saturday night and the music's blaring and you're standing with Joe and Bill and whatever it's you have to be seated you won't be sitting about anymore you'll all be seated and I'm sure it's going to go back to waitress service or you know, there's going to be so many restrictions, like it was when they opened up for that wee bit the last time. Yeah. So I think but, people's understanding of it is like, yeah, let's run down the pub. But I think they're going to be in for a wee bit of a shock, to yeah, be but honest. I think, I think you can see why people are, are just kind of holding on to a happy thought that they'll just, yeah. they'll just go right back to normal. But um, I mean, we've seen last, last 
last autumn with the eat out to help out didn't mm -hmm. help out really <laughs> just put the well, numbers back up exactly. um, I think that was too quick to uh, be honest and I think a lot as well a lot of folk last year were of the opinion of oh you know what this is um, it's not real it's I mean you know how many conspiracy theorists we've had and yeah. we've all read the posts yep. you know and you think oh god there's another well, we've, we've, we've all done our best to, to eradicate the posts <laughs> exactly yeah I'm like just, I'm not listening I mean and then you've had these folk that have been like entertainers out doing all these parties and whatever and there's been 50 maybe more than that and then from what you know there's a next load of COVID again do you know yeah. personally speaking I do know someone that's done it and from the party he done there must have been about 20 cases including himself so he is he was a theorist like no 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 this is not happening ended up in the hospital so, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to laugh, but fuck, it's just... It's, 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 it's the, thing, the, thing, the thing that gets me with a lot of the conspiracy theorists, so there's so many of them out there just now that are that are pure loving it. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is what we've always told you, the government's clamping down, they're taking off freedoms and all that, and it's like, well, no, man, because last year you were saying it was lizards for the royal family or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, and it's just, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I think even they see that they're actually just slightly changing the current social conditions to suit the to suit their own wee narrative and it's it's, exactly. it's actually quite dangerous man you it's know? scary because they don't want to conform and they're giving it we don't want to fit in with you but they have to have a turnabout jimmy because if yeah. they don't we are going to be going through this for the next how many years yeah. to be honest and they are saying it's going to be a few years before we're out of this completely but everybody needs to pull together for it if we yeah. don't we're basically gutted yeah, I know. I, know. I, I, I worry about, like, see, you've seen and you've actually shared a lot of my posts and my photographs, and I even worry about that because I'm going to, like, not far, but I'm going, like, places just walking about, but I wear my mask and I'm taking photographs, mm -hmm. and in one hand, I'm like, well, it's, it's important to, to, to do, my, do what I do, which is take a photograph yep. and document. I, I've actually had a lot of fun of documenting what's been going on over the past year, but at the same time as well, I'm like, should I even be out of the house, you know? It's, it's a difficult... And I, I think, I think, I think a lot of the people that are out there spouting conspiracy theories and stuff like that, and I'm not completely on board with everything that happens under the lockdown, but I'm not going to go and take that, to, to, to take to the internet and, and try and convince other people. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. just, it's, 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 it's having an open mind at all times is the most important mm. thing to me, you know? Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with and what's happened through lockdown, but at the end of the day, we're all blind. We're all going through this blind, whether we're government, whether we're Joe Bloggs in the street or somebody in the NHS. This is something we have never encountered before. It's alien to us. So we're making it up as we go along because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And everybody that goes on about, oh, this politician's this or Nicola Sturgeon's this, nobody knows how to get through this. We're all just clambering in the dark together. And all these people are making it worse, I think, that are giving it, no, I'm not doing this. Same with the vaccine. Um, yeah. I'm not getting the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, there's problems with the vaccine, but it's like every vaccine. It was never used yeah. before. So everything's got to start somewhere, good or bad. I had, I had, I had a joke with it, like, um, like, if they make it law, it'll be the first time in history that the vaccine trials happen six months after the last person's got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
more lightly, aye. Well, I didn't want to use it because I sound too conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <laughs> You do actually like you're one of them. We'll be up to his door, like the pitchforks and all that, and like get your vaccine, you crazy bastard. Exactly. We're, we're going to kidnap him. We'll give him his vaccine. So, have you had your vaccine yet? I haven't. I've actually had no. neither me nor my girlfriend that I've, I've had the letter yet. Mm-hmm. I've had. I'm actually a bit worried because my 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 dad likes the doctor around here, and then mm-hmm. um, he gets his letters delivered here, and I'm starting to think that maybe because he's had his, they might think that I've had mine. I think it's just going by list of us. I think they're doing like it was the elderly first, carers, people with like health things wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And then it's just working down because like myself, I've had it. My son's had it. Um, he's got a health issue. But my oldest son's not had it. And my oldest yeah. daughter's not had it. Yeah. My other daughter's had it because she's a carer to her son. Yeah. So it's just working that way. I think they're saying maybe by about July, we should all have yeah. it um, for me what it was the nice. what, what, what I'm thinking is I'm going to wait till Lorraine gets a letter for hers and then if I haven't had it then I'll just go get in contact with my doctor and go do you think I'm my dad <laughs> is it yeah I think when I phoned them up they'd said to me it was it was local authority you know it was how they were dealing it and whatever and I, obviously you'll be sitting somewhere on a list like with everything for us. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, fucking always in a list. Are <laughs> <laughs> you usually bought me the list? <laughs> oh, I'm usually never on the list. But um, no, it's something. It's, it's how would I say? It's one of these things. I think like I would recommend taking it. To be honest, um, a lot of folk have sailed through it though, Jimmy as well. I had quite yeah. a bad experience with it. Oh God, I was ill, so I was. But my son. He had a bit of a sore arm, a wee bit of sore head, and he was fine. I was like something out of 28 days later, that movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like a zombie for three days. It's funny that the, the imagery for the films keeps popping up, like Contagion, 28 days later, and whatever else. <laughs> I know, <laughs> what, 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 that's I kept saying last year. Oh, there's got to be zombies coming, it's going to be great. <laughs> and my shotgun ready. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could see myself just running out and fighting zombies, but obviously it never happened, so... That was another disappointment in my life. Give it time. (laughs) Well, I'll just get the shotgun polished then. That would be the last laugh in the conspiracy theorists if the ones that didn't take the vaccine became the zombies. Oh, how good would that be, yeah? (laughs) We'd all get zombie hunting. It'd be great. Oh, definitely. But, you know, it's one of these things, a lot of folk as well have been going on about, you know, mental health. I think that's been a huge big thing for us. Aye. You know, a lot of people have been struggling, even myself, as much as I've been out um, and doing everything I'm doing. There actually came a wee point um, just after Christmas. I think I'd sort of hit a brick wall. Do you know that way with everything? It just, I think it just all sort of got on top of me and everything I've been doing, it just sort of went bang. That was it. I just, I don't know, hit that wall. Yeah, man, I know know exactly what you mean. I think think that was a particularly dark um, winter. Like, mm-hmm. actually, before we started recording, you were saying that it feels like it's flown by, but I think what's actually happened is a lot of, a lot of us are blanking out. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you might be right. You know, November, December, January, because, I mean, I've, I was proper losing it, you know? Like, I mean, I've, I've had the I've had the release. I've still been able to practice comedy by doing it on Zoom. Yeah. But um, my anxieties and my depression and things like that have, have skyrocketed as well, you know? Mm-hmm. It's... Um, it's a tough one because it's, I mean, usually with like mental health issues and things like that, 
you kind of feel alone. And I, I, I've, I've had depression, anxiety, and things for years. Um, I've got a bit of PTSD from sort of eight years spent as a carer, and then when my mum died, and um, yeah. I'd always felt alone in that. But there's something with the fact that everybody's going through it that makes it not easier, but not comforting, but you just don't feel as alone in it. You know everybody's but struggling. Think it's you. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, even the strongest of people, I mean, like myself, I'm quite a strong person and I've dealt with a lot in my life. Look, yourself, I've struggled with depression on and off for years and been up and been down. And But my thing was, I always had my work. My work was there to get me through. And then all of a sudden it was gone. It, it was like, losing a partner or somebody losing a loved one yeah. this thing that got me through everything that i've ever went through was away and i had thrown myself into all the charity stuff and whatever else but then like you were saying when sort of winter came things had sort of quietened down there wasn't as much funding so and then i suddenly felt wow there was nothing there yeah. where am i going i was absolutely lost for a wee bit but I mean, it's uh, I, I, I see the things you do online and things like that. I'm a member of the community spirit group and things. So I mean, you've you've really kept it going. You've really kept things going. You know, it's really good to see this. Even even for the people that you were entertaining live, you've you've still given them an option of coming on, yeah, you, coming it, on to coming Facebook in. Live and coming on to Zoom or YouTube or whatever these well, things. You know? And we do everything for nothing. Everything I've done all the way through lockdown, um, haven't been paid a penny for. And like we get everything donated. See, like if we're doing any, we did the Easter bunny thing there. I don't know if you've seen that. That was, it was supposed to be a couple of days, three and a half weeks later, we were still <laughs> doing it. Um, and we gave out over 328 Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, we were all over Glasgow. We, we thought it was going to be just our members, a community spirit, and a couple of other folk. And then it just, it grew arms and legs, Jimmy. And it was like, <laughs> same as Christmas visits. I did, I, yeah. did, I did, I did, I did see, um, I did see posts where you, you, you got the eggs and things like that. I can't remember seeing anything about a bunny. You, but you I'm well, well, annoyed at myself for missing it. <laughs> oh, you need to go and have a look. Oh at no, it. wait a minute! I did. It was a big pink costume. I, it was a big Easter bunny, big white right. one. Wait, wait. I think, I think I did see something about it though. Oh, you would have done. There was like loads and loads of pictures. <laughs> we ended up all over Glasgow. We ended up at um, the buddies group, um, Erskine Care Home as well. Um, we was, there was a lot we couldn't put on Facebook because obviously um, data protection and things like that. They didn't yeah. want pictures put on as a residence and stuff. We did go to quite a lot of places. Um, but it was good fun to say, but it grew arms and legs. And three and a half weeks later, we were like, see if I ever see another Easter egg. Though I have still got some sitting behind me. So I have, they're going to the group next Monday before they get eaten. <laughs> so they are. But, um, and that was all as well about people's mental health too. That was a big part of it getting out to our members to say, look, we're still here for you, but at the end of the phone or, you know, like give us a wee Facebook message. A lot of them don't have Facebook because a lot of them are older and it was so lovely to see them all, you know, and a lot of them were saying, you know, we don't go out much. And one of our wee ladies hadn't been out really the full year, you know, mm -hmm. she was saying, I've been stuck in here and like we surprised visitor and it was one of the best visits we've ever done. A wee face just lit up. You know, and yeah. made everything worth it and even think my own mental health I thought oh wow this is great you know yeah. you've done something and it gives you that wee boost well that's that's one of the things about about these type of issues and things like that you you you, you gain you gain yourself by helping others yeah you know? Yeah. No, um, definitely. 
Um, that's that's but I've talked about about like acclimatizing yourself after all this. That, and I, I mentioned briefly about looking after my mum. I was my mum's carer for eight years, and it, I kind of shut myself off from the world. It was like a self-imposed lockdown, and I kind of acclimatized myself to that when it was my choice. But it's been a lot harder this past year. I thought it was going to be pretty much the same thing, and I, because of that eight years, I was used to it. But mm-hmm. it's um, coming back out from that type of isolation is just it's very difficult, man. It's um, I think people need to be there for each other. And people need to recognise that they're not the only ones struggling. They're not the only. Everybody's been through a a, a, a pretty um, traumatic ordeal, you know. And just because, and also just because we've all been through it doesn't mean that everybody's handled it the same way. No, no, definitely. And I think a lot of people are just saying, okay, it's over now, let's get back to normal, go on with our everyday lives. It's not going to be like that for a lot of people. Yet yeah, some people will jump back into their lives. I mean, even myself, I'm sort of, I don't know obviously when I'm going back to entertainment and whatever, but at the same hand, I've been out of it so long. It's a wee bit of a worry to think like, I need to get back into this. Yeah. How will I be getting into this, going back out in a crowd again and you know, doing that yeah. sort of thing. It does had, give a bit of anxiety. Yeah, totally, man. I, I actually had um because I because I had so many people on from around the world like praising Zoom comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my mates that do comedy run a thing called Scott Roast and they were against doing any kind of comedy online apart from like right, just three yeah. bits here and there. So to balance all the praising of Zoom comedy that I had I had them on last week um to basically slag Zoom comedy. <laughs> and, it, and like one of the things that they said just pure stuck my mind all day it was like just because you're doing it in the house doesn't mean you're going to be ready for the clubs so I, I spent about the next eight hours after talking to them and I pure panic oh my god oh my god I've rehearsed I've rehearsed for the wrong thing oh my god what am I going to do when I get back out there yeah. I, mean, I know what I keep saying to myself right I'll be like riding a bike you've done it on Facebook but like that is he saying about Zoom see when you're on Zoom or you're on Facebook I mean there's people at the other end, but you're literally talking to yourself. That's the I thing. Know. You I are know. talking to yourself, you know, so. Know. And then you've got to interact with other people again, do you know, and it is, it's a huge big thing to get back out there. That's one of the things that actually Zoom Comedy taught me, but I think I've mentioned it tons of times in the show already, but I, my, my, head, my set's so structured and written mm-hmm. that a lot of the time, the performance aspect of it can have just gave me too much anxiety or whatever. I just wanted to get through my set, so I wasn't giving the, the audience time to laugh. Yep. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was just like, aye, aye, it's funny, shut the fuck up, let me get to the next joke. Aye, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you put that one, fucking, I've only got five minutes here, come on, I've got loads to tell you. <laughs> and the, the Zoom, it's actually taught me a wee bit more about my pacing because you're saying a joke and it's getting out there and then the laughter's coming back. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's, it's, there's wee things that I've been able to, to learn about but what it is that I'm actually doing in Zoom, but the, the, I mean, there's just no substitute for a for a, a room with an audience, you know. No, there is not. You know, I think as well, you do, you get more of a buzz, you open up more, and like I know with me, once I'm out there and I've got that mic in my hand, do you know what I mean? I just think I'm Alan Carr. I'm out there, like, look at me, <laughs> <laughs> or whoever. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, it, it's great, but it's just I've still got the anxiety of like going in and doing whether it's DJing or whether it's whatever I'm doing do you know what I mean or yeah. like somebody's asked me to do a baby shower in May and I'm like right okay I'll do it and then do you know what I've been thinking to myself right 
Have I got the right stuff for it? What am I going to do? How am I going to be like to there? You know, and everything's going through my mind, and I'm like, I need to calm mm-hmm. down. Totally. You know, because I've never really had any time off. I'm a workaholic. <laughs> I really, really am. I, my life was lived at 150 miles an hour yeah. until lockdown, and then it's like somebody just slammed the brakes on. it was a big culture shock it never really hit me like that because I've always been a kind of creative type person anyway just like but like just more like in the house type thing so I've been able to kind of fall back in that but it's um not not sure where I'm going (laughs) but but it's um it's it's been good to get down to the brass tacks of what I'm doing but I'm itching to get back out there you know yeah, I think I've had a big readjustment to life, like Aye. how life has been, because my thing was I was out during the day, like at my own charity. I also volunteer, as I said, in different other charities. So most of my week was taken up doing that. Then I was out at night and like I'd come home and the usual, you'd fall into bed and no sleep and then you'd have all your ideas in the middle of the night. I've had to readjust myself to being at home. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have found that. I mean, I honestly don't know how somebody can sit and do their office work at home. Hats off to them. Sit in a computer for eight hours a day because I think I'd go mad. Yeah. I really, really would. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's one of the things with the Zoom comedy, I think, it was, was bothering me as well. I mean, it's, it's possible to do about seven gigs a night. Mm-hmm. But should you? You know, mm. like, that is... Um, I've, 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 I've tried to cut it right down to doing about three a week um, three or four a week or maybe up to about six a week or something if it's good ones if it's ones that are going to be an audience and it's worth doing but I mean if I, if I just sat there continually doing these gigs with not a lot of audience and it, it's, it's nice yeah. to, see, to, to see other people around the world and see your jokes are landing and make connections with people and all the rest of it but it just didn't seem healthy to me to spend that amount of time in Zoom no, I don't think so either. I mean, it's another thing, though, you are sitting there yourself as well. Uh, so it's it's more, like, goes back to that, that you're sitting on your own at this computer. Yeah, there is other people out there, but it's not that physical presence. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with it. For me, anyway, I just, I think I needed that physical presence to be there when I'm doing stuff. I mean, because some nights you could have maybe... 120 people on other nights you've got six people on no. you know and I think if you, you get like six you feel a wee bit disheartened and you're like sometimes I'll quit my bothering for it and then uh. you know the other night you'll come on and there's 50 folk on you're like oh brilliant <laughs> you know, I think it ups and downs and it, to me that affects you mentally as uh. well because uh, you, you know, just do, I mean it, you, it's, it's like the, the normal performance anxiety anyway you just don't know what you expect and if it's that if exactly. it's that um, if it's going to such extremes then you're just just don't know what you're yeah, doing. And yeah. I think if you're doing it all the time, I found like seven nights a week it became a habit, and then you were like, Oh, right, I better go and do this the night, sort of thing. Yeah. Instead of having that boost when you go on, and every performance, as you know, you'll go and you'll have that wee bit of nerves, which is good when you're going out there to the public. But when you're sitting and you're doing it seven nights a week, and you know, right, oh, I can sit in my jammies and I'll just do it on the computer, <laughs> I don't think you get that, it becomes habit. Aye. You know, and then you tend to as if it's you're just rattling through it for the sake of it. I, th- I think um, one of the things that helped me sort of do it keep it keep it at a reasonable pace and actually 
get a lot out of it is, is actually making an effort. Yeah. You know I mean? There's a lot of people with, with these Zoom comedy and things like that, you just see them sitting there and, and they're almost like deliberately trying to show that it doesn't mean that much to them. And it's like, well, there's, there's two sides of that, mate. If you're, why are you even here at all if you're not bored? Do you know what I mean? If I actually stand up and do the gig and then it actually feels like more like a gig if you actually stand yeah. up and make a bit of an effort, you know, and, and don't do seven gigs a night sitting in your ass. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Just, I mean, like, when I'm on doing my bingo and the music bingo on a Friday night, I don't know what people think of me. I'm up dancing about and all that. <laughs> and I'm only doing music bingo. It's like 30 seconds of each song. And I'm like, oh, I like that song. Wait a minute. And I get up and I start dancing. Don't get me wrong. I've been dancing in my jammies and everything. I don't care. But, you know, that thing gives me that wee boost. And I right. look for music bingo on a Friday night that I think it will get, like, people going it'll get people talking and like even if there's only 20 is doing it Jimmy like we have we had music bingo the other week and I turned it into music bingo stroke quiz it just happened because it was a tv theme so yeah. I'm saying to them, right what's the what's the answer to that when everybody's coming in and giving me the answer and you know it was good we all started engaging with each other which is what I like to do and I like to have a bit of banter with them and you know and I, and I don't know why, come back to me being very quiet, but, <laughs> but it is, it's, I think as well, it is, it's got to be a release for us as well. We've got to enjoy it. But you've just touched on something that I've always thought anyway, because I've got pretty bad social anxiety. I'm, I'm always like, if I'm not doing something in a place, I wonder what the fuck I'm doing there. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. but things, when I used to DJ and when I'm doing comedy and things like that, it, it, I, I know why I'm there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it, um, it's, it's it's easier for me to to be social when I'm actually participating in that yep. sense, you know. And I think I think no, also... I understand that completely. I find it more difficult to sit. Actually, say I'm at a night out and there's somebody else up there entertaining. If I'd rather be up there doing that than sitting, I'm more comfortable up there yeah. than what I would be sitting in that social setting. And then people don't understand that like that, but how can you be like that when you're up there, you've no care in the world, you slag everybody, you have a laugh, <laughs> but it's completely different. But the thing is, I think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think people that don't understand the, the differences there is they don't see that that's where the anxiety goes mm-hmm. into the performance. You, you channel exactly. that energy positively, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. And then when you know you've done a good performance, you leave with that high, you leave with that buzz and you come home and you can't sleep for two hours because you know you've had a great night, Yeah. you know, and that's it. I mean, I always said, if when I'm doing a party or whatever I'm doing, if people don't go home knowing my name, I've not done it right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You end yeah. up with like 10 people adding me on Facebook, but it is, that's <laughs> the way I like end up even if I'm just going to say do it at 21st or something I end up like talking to people as if I've known them forever you know and yeah. that's the way I like it and then I feel I've done something it's made me feel good because I know I've left there and these people are happy so I'm happy yeah. it, it just gives you that wee bit of positivity so cool. it does same with doing comedy you know you've made people laugh all night you know, well, you've for, done for something. five or ten minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After that, they're probably asleep. Let's not exaggerate. Like. <laughs> I'm trying to bump you up here, right? You know. <laughs> After the first ten minutes, no, they don't go to sleep. 
know, it's, it's all about feeling good and everything leads back to positivity, mental health and everybody in the world, I think, is struggling. Yeah. You know, honestly, um, everybody's had a wee bit of it and I don't care who says they have me. Everybody has it one bit. You know, we've all had this wee wobble. So we have and it's yeah. a matter of getting back up again and doing it. That, this, uh, that, doing this podcast has, has really helped me a lot. It's really exciting. I really, I really enjoy interviewing people like, and, I, and the, you know, having a chat and a banter and all of that, but it's actually interviewing people about what I've been up to under lockdown and things, you know? It's, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's, you sorry, what you're saying there, Jeff. No, I'm just saying it's good, this sort of thing, because as you're saying, you're chatting to people and whatever, and there's you might find out other things that's happening around about you that you didn't know. Yeah. what's going on you know that you can share with other people because that's what it's all about is connecting yeah totally i mean that's 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 one thing that has happened under lockdown is people have um, opened up new avenues of communication with people and mm -hmm. new communities are built and things like that you know it's, yeah um, exactly it's for, for all the anxieties and depression and, and the dark side of it and stuff like that there's a whole world of um positivity out there mm -hmm. and resilience you know it's um it's important Definitely. to take note of mm -hmm. there's like something i was watching the other night and it was something that was like just in the background of the telly and it was like the world war Two and how everybody pulled together and like the great old british spirit that's exactly how it feels like during this you know yeah. we've all pulled together you know don't get me wrong, you've probably still got your people who have been shits and there'll still be shits after it, you know? Because yeah. somebody put something on Facebook the other day and, you know, I was dying to comment on it. It was like, <laughs> oh, everybody, we've, had, we've all pulled together and, you know, after this, we'll all be different. And I felt like putting on, no, you were a shit before it and you'll be a shit after it, to be honest. The biggest example of your shitty behaviour is right now in that post. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I was actually going to use another word, but you know, and I thought I better not. Um, you know that way, and I'm like, you know what it's like in Facebook. You see everybody's Facebook lives, and you know that's not the real life. Yeah. You know, but that's the way they want to live. That's fine. But no, I, I was just laughing at it, and I thought, oh my god, you know, I know <laughs> what type of person you are, and I'm, I, I just laugh, and I'm like, sometimes I'm so tempted to put things on. And I thought, no, it's probably more trouble than it's worth if I told the truth. <laughs> But it's, um, I mean, it's personally, I mean, I've, I've never really been a big fan of Facebook, which again, no. I'm saying in the show, and again, my girlfriend will be laughing at, um, it's, it's good for connecting people and things like that, but I don't, I don't like the way it, it's structured now. No. It's, it, it's, it seems like everybody's vying to be part of the grid rather than express who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. for, for me, it's all about comedy and photography, but I'm not, I'm not a, a comedian that takes photographs 24 hours a day. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually. Are you I'm, not? <laughs> I thought that camera was up to you. <laughs> well, I bet I was. It might be. Like, I, I was actually up. Um, I was actually up Joe Reservoir, and um, I was mm. taking photos at Joe Reservoir, and some guy walked by me, and he was like, "Oh, is that, is that your Christmas camera just out the box?" And I was like, "No, it came out on Christmas Day, and it's never been back in." Facebook to me is just I don't think I'm not a big Facebooky person I put on what's happening in the charity or maybe I've had a wee family thing or whatever I put pictures maybe my grandkids or whatever I've got a few folk that I know from like years and years ago where I used to live 
if it wasn't for that and charity and work, I wouldn't really have it. I don't go on and say, look, there's a picture of my dinner. There's a picture <laughs> of me again. There's a picture of me on the toilet. Do you know, look at me. I've just had my hair brushed. It's, mm. You know, that's it. I think there's more pictures of my dog on Facebook than there is of me, honestly. I just, I, I don't... It's not my thing, really, to be honest. It's a useful tool when it needs for publicising things, yeah. but after that, it's just yeah. my thing. I don't really talk to MD on it. But I, I, I think a lot of people have been just overusing it in the past year. That's one of the mm -hmm. downsides of all this, you know, because people have been, that's one of the yeah. ways we've been connecting through social media. But I've noticed on Instagram, because yeah. um, I post a lot of my photos on Instagram, and um, yeah. I've noticed that if I put one on my face, it gets more likes. Like, it gets about three times the amount of likes it's because it's because, it's because I'm so handsome is that what it is <laughs> it's, right? no, it's, it's, it's because if you use your There's face a lot of dark <laughs> and I think that's because like it, the post will be promoted more if you actually use your face yeah. nothing to do with mm -hmm. me being handsome <laughs> as so much as I'd like to think it <laughs> One <laughs> picture of me and they'd be like, is that Halloween already? <laughs> but it's, it, if, if, if that's the way it is with social media and they, they put things forward more when your face is in it, then it, yeah. it, it promotes that narcissism. Do you know what I mean? It promotes people mm -hmm. to use their face more Definitely. and be more actually concerned with their appearance and all the, all the things that make social media not that much fun, you know? That is what it's all about, is the appearance on it. I mean, that's why you've got all these folk who what did you call them influencers is that the word <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah no bother your face is here and your makeup's there love do you know <laughs> but that is it do you know and look at me I'm just yeah okay you're pretty half of them are prettier without like the 14 tons of makeup yeah but you know and their eyelashes are out there do you know but um that's the way the world is now it yeah. really really is and whether it's instagram or Facebook or whatever. I mean, you, you can't open it up without seeing somebody's face or look at me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's the way the world is going and it's going to be like that for a long time. And it's not even about everybody wanting to look good. It's, I want to look better than you. Look at me. I want more followers than you. It is, it's all about that person yeah. to me. And I don't think it's healthy, but that is the way the world is going now. But, but also know, unless, I mean, if, it's kind of, it's kind of minute it's kind of exploiting that need to belong yep to, mm -hmm. to promote an agenda yep, where yep. people people are like look at me and you're like jeez oh man it's, mm -hmm. it's, it seems like a complete, you must look like this yeah so it's a complete corruption of a lot of things man that, that documentary the social dilemma was a real eye-opener it was on netflix yep. did you see it the social dilemma no, I have maybe, somebody mentioned that to me because i was mm. going to have a look at it it's meant to be quite good yeah. so it was and and it was actually, funnily enough, somebody on Facebook had said about it. So, you know, I was like, all right, I'll, something I noticed. I thought I've always meant to sit down and have a look at it. Um, but I'm too busy watching things like how to murder people and all that. And get so, <laughs> I know all that anyway now. You know, that's my thing. I'm like, but no, it is. It's everybody is. They want you to conform to this way. You know, you have to look a certain way and... You know, your makeup has to be plastered on and yeah. honest to God. It takes me all my time to brush my hair. I mean, I actually put a wee <laughs> bit of moisturiser on the day, so there you go. And lipstick, that's me. That's my doll up for this afternoon, only because I was coming on here, you know, because I'd heard the host was really handsome and I thought, right, I better do something. 
I even actually get dressed as well. There you go. <laughs> I am not in pajamas today. So that is it. Well, I've got my joggies on. So. So. Well, I got all dressed up. I even went to the extremes and put a bra on. There you go. So that's it. I'm all dressed up for the day. But I have got my flip-flops on. I keep them on. So that was it. You know, I was doing my bit for social media the day. So... <laughs> I'm worried I'm going, to out, I'm worried I'm going to bring out half a ghost in the cupboard and find they're all bloody moth-eating, man. Like, I've heard they're using <laughs> I've got about exactly. two pairs of jeans I've used in the past year. Like, mm-hmm. just a whole cupboard full of stuff yeah. that I've not wore. I think I was, like, living during the day. I had like, my jeans on, I had my trainers on, and my, my shirt that I wear for the charity because I was out delivering. And at night, I was in my pyjamas. <laughs> honestly that was it like even when I was on well tell a lie what I did was I had my pyjama bottoms on when I was doing a feed and I put a t-shirt on the tops because you don't see the bottom so <laughs> <laughs> let my secrets out on here but I have we have a running joke that my flip-flops I've had my flip-flops on the whole of the lockdown I love them so <laughs> that's it I've been loving the flip-flops I think like, I've had a pair of proper shoes on apart from trainers it's been absolutely mental but that's you it. Know, so got, today I, got, I did make it. I, not long after lockdown, I was taking so many walks that basically all my shoes had bloody holes in the soles, but I couldn't get any shoes oh, no. because <laughs> the shoe shops were shut. So I, I went and oh, bought, God. like, between, like, I think it was July and September, I bought about four pairs of trainers. And do you know, I've still got a pair of Converse that I've never worn. Really? Yeah, like, I, just, I, I don't really need them. Do you know what I mean? Like, until we actually can go places that much, you know? Mm-hmm. I suppose actually I, right. I might I need them if I'd been doing more exercise, but I'm not really doing as much exercise mm-hmm. just now, which is something you think about. Yeah, but, um, I only actually literally started walking, I think, um, this year. Hello, puppy, my dog's in there now. Um, yeah, this year I started walking because I kept saying all last year, but because I was so busy, I kept putting off and going to do it next week, do it next week. I never done it, but I've actually started this year walking, which is mm-hmm. really good. Um, it's good when I get it. It has been, you know, to be honest, because um, a couple of weeks ago I, I was really, you know, what it's like you get that way and you think, look, I'm not even getting up the day. And literally my son came down and lifted me up out of bed and he's like, right, come on, <laughs> we're going to walk. And, you know, I was behind him. And honest to God, Jimmy, I was making faces and I was like giving him the Vicky knot and I was like walking like, oh my God. And I was like sending videos to people. I'm like, come and help me. I've been kidnapped and all that. He literally <laughs> hit me with the back of the jacket. He's like, right, walk. Michael's like six foot odds, and I'm obviously down here. I'm like two feet. But it did me the world of good. We walked away to Annie's land, and like I was out and I was taking pictures of swans. I've got a thing about taking pictures about swans. So I have. I nearly fell in the canal the other night trying to take pictures of them. So. <laughs> I remember this time <laughs> last year. I remember this time last year, the ones in Knightswood Park had signets. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be more signets this year because I was I loved looking at all the photographs everybody was putting up with the signets. We, we were up there two weeks ago and oh, there was loads and loads of them and loads of ducks and everything. The only thing was there was loads of people. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit off-putting. Um, but we went up to see the ducks and that. But I like going up the canal where you can just see them, you know, and there's... And I like to go later on when there's not a lot of people about. Yeah. Because we went yeah. Good Friday... Um, just the Easter there and it was absolutely mobbed during the day it was a really nice day and honest to God it was like a Gile Street on a Saturday afternoon like it was mobbed yeah. of people I don't know many times um, I nearly got knocked down my bike 
<laughs> and I give him a wee zone, I just like, oh, do they walk away and there are all these bikes coming up behind me. Uh, it's, I'm still I'll, here to tell the tale. <laughs> do, do you get that as well when you go into like um, the park or whatever and it is mobbed and you're like, holy crap, it's mobbed? Yeah. Like, oh, it's pure panicking, like a bit of bullman. Like, oh. mm-hmm. that, yeah. It's just too busy, you know. It's just yeah. you don't want to be in the crowds, and you know, it, I think it's just we're, we're being conditioned to that. The now because of everything we locked down, and you know, we are panicking a bit with things. So this is why I'm thinking all the transitioning into back into normality is going to be difficult for a lot of folk. Yeah, there, there's still a lot of folk who don't want to go, who are panicking, and you know, and. They're no used to. They've no went to the supermarkets or anything. They've had food deliveries. They're they just don't. I don't know if they'll know how to condition themselves to get back out there again to readjust. Well, going back to what I was oh. saying about like when my mum passed away, I've been a carer for eight years. I, I basically felt that came back into normality by doing all, getting, doing too much Tinder and ending up doing comedy. And it was, mm-hmm. I actually think, to be honest with you, man, it wasn't, it wasn't the healthy, healthiest way of dealing with bereavement and, you know, that kind of coming back into society, you know? I, I keep wanting to, like, warn people. I'm like, see people you've been talking to the internet, they might not be that nice when you meet them in person. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. There you go. Right, as we're talking about the Tinder and things like that, I mean, I've never tried Tinder, to be honest. Um, I did Plenty of Fish, right, which is probably one of the worst ones, or as I call it, Plenty of Pish. Um, <laughs> I went to meet this, oh God, this must, it was before lockdown, in fact, I think this one was. Um, I've never been one for the dating sites, but, you know, I thought, well, I better get a go, because everybody seems to be doing it, and it seems to be the only way now to meet somebody. You know, unless you knit yourself a man, and um, and I can't knit either, so there's another downfall. Um, well, this guy Adam came on and he looked really nice, you know, in his picture and all that. And I thought, yeah, that's fine. And we're chatting away and stuff. And I was like, right, I was going to meet him, and I said, right. He asked me to go to his house, and I went, no, I don't do that. Um, I'm even I'm not that daft. I said, oh, we eat Weatherspoons, you know, so. Ended up Weatherspoons near Gyle Street. And do you know that day? It was like sort of weird. He's like, Do you like tea? Do you like coffee? And I'm like, Yeah, I like tea and biscuits. And I thought it was just a normal question. So not thinking. And um, so I get some weight Weatherspoons and I'm like, Text him. I'm like, Yeah, I'm here. And he's like, I can't see you. And I'm like, Right, okay. Well, I'm outside the pub. He's like, I'm at my house. You, you said you were coming to my house. And I'm like, No, I didn't say I was coming to your house. Then he ends up coming over to town in a taxi because he's like, just come to my house. And I'm like, no, you're all right. Because all I kept thinking was, serial killer. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to end up with somebody's breakfast. And um, so that was it. Ended up and he turned up and he, like I had went actually and sat in the Waterloo with some folk that I knew because it was a Wednesday night and I knew they'd all be in there and I was away in there. And um, they're all like, Okay, right. We'll walk you in. I thought, no, that's all. I need a whole squad of people for the Waterloo coming in. Um, I'm like, I'll text you and let you know I'm okay. Because I went in and I walked by him and everything. And I'm like, so the usual, you head as if you're going to the toilet, don't you? You're like, I'm not like, you know. And then I got a text, you walked by me. I'm sitting um, at this wee ledge and I thought, oh my holy God, it was like 20 years older. 
the more it was, I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do here? So I ended up, I was like, right, okay, I went over and, do you know, I sat for about an hour and then I'm like, and it was the biggest load of shit ever. It was <laughs> as if I was doing a performance and I was sitting there like that. And um, he told me he was Scottish. It turned out he was Iranian or something like that. Right. And I think I got his whole life story. I mean, I was like, right, okay, okay, try to be polite. And it sounds like I'm you like, get the, the greatest hits of every bad Tinder date in one. Exactly. And then I was like, he's like, okay, I'm going to go and get something to eat. Um, I'll, I said, right, that's fine. I said, because I'm going to go home. He's like, you know what, to come over. And I went, no, no, you're all right. I said, Fanny, Still trying to get you to his Exactly. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I knew everything from his ex-wife to his son and everything else. And he literally did not ask anything about me, which I was quite happy about because I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> and he didn't want to me know. Exactly. And I'm like, I've changed my name. And then I was like, oh my God, thank God. Never heard from him that night. The next day I got a text. Um, really enjoyed myself last night. So um, when were we meeting up again? And I was like, oh shit! Jesus, meet the room. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, did you know? And I sat there just like a block of wood like that. And it's not like me naughty talk. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like Churchill the Northern Dog. I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then I'm like, no, sorry, you didn't do it for me. And then he actually sent me back this really cheeky text. How he'd wasted his time on me and everything. I was like. Oh, you, oh, probably get, you probably get a bill for the taxi through the post. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and he had four glasses of wine and it was my fault. And all he did say to me was, he went out and bought me a biscuit. And I was like, really? <laughs> and you know what I actually said to him? Did you bought not bring a biscuit. <laughs> Tell me turn <laughs> that into a country point. song, I bought you a biscuit. Like. <laughs> bought you a biscuit and you didn't turn up. <laughs> Spent <laughs> all oh my, my money God, on a taxi. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> that's it. And I was out of luck. <laughs> but he didn't bring the bloody biscuit with him. So I was so disappointed. <laughs> so that was it. That was my one and only like day ever because I seem to get the weirdest of the weirdest guys. <laughs> I did have one. Now, nobody believed me until I showed them the actual message, right? This guy, well, hopefully we can see it on here. Um, but obviously you give an age limit, right, of what you want and whatever. But I never seem to get it. I either got wee guys at school that wanted me to help them with their homework or <laughs> I got, like, age pensioners, obviously, who wanted me to clean their teeth or their arse, whatever for them. Um, honest to God, that's why I think I've been single forever. Um, so this, this guy messaged me, and I guess it's was he 74, and he's like, well, it started with, well, you're picture's beautiful, I love your hair and all that. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Looked at his picture and, and you know, honest to God, he was like something out of Steptoe son. <laughs> so he was, and I don't mean the son. And um, he's like, oh, you're really doing it for me. You know, um, I'm looking at your picture and I'm, I word this quite nicely, politely. He was making himself happy to my picture. Oh, he told you that? Jesus. Uh, yes. <laughs> Oh my holy god, that is it. You can't even take that as a compliment. You're just like, yeah, creepy old bastard. No, I'm like, fuck off, you perf. Do you know? And the worst thing about it as well, he didn't even have a car, so at least he had a bus pass, I suppose. Maybe if he'd had a car, I might have actually considered them. Oh my god. That was my dating thing. So I'm going to be eternally single. So um, I've decided that. I, 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 I completely overused Tinder in the year after my mum died. In fact, 
probably the two years after Mom died. Um, just loneliness, I guess, but also I, I did actually like meeting people as well, you know. I didn't I didn't know where you where you go when you're in your early forties and you're in recovery and you've just fucking spent eight years as a carer and you're in you're bereaved. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where to go to meet people, but there was this app where people it's used to be happy to meet you. Yeah. yeah. And like mm-hmm. No, I'm, I've not. I've not got everything going for me, but I'm not a complete wanker either. So, <laughs> I managed to get a few dates. Like, have you got a bus pass? <laughs> I've not even got my bus pass, man. No, no. Oh well, that's it. No, you're not good to anybody. But do you know what? Well, I, you need to get a bus pass. Do you know what? If I hadn't, if I hadn't, been on dating sites and stuff like that, I wouldn't have met Lorraine. You know. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. That's the, you know that's the good side of it. It's positive. Yeah. You know, I just didn't meet MD, I just get the weirdos of the weirdos. But I don't I also mean, I, met. I think the crazier the things got with dating sites and things like that. I mean, I literally went to meet a lassie who described herself as a vampire. And within three conversations, she told me really? she'd borderline personality disorder. Aye. Like, oh my God. And, and I'm like, fucking right, what, what time do you want to meet? If you're going all the way out to, I'm not going to say, like 17 miles away, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to go and meet this vampire with borderline personality disorder. Like and um, oh I was actually dis- I was actually kind of disappointed. The house was near skulls and coffins, man. Oh, like, exactly. I know that to- would have been. So- <laughs> but I was like, right, where oh did I sign God. up? Do you know what I mean? And like another lassie that yeah. um, she she she'd get into some trouble with the police in her house, and she had a court case. She kept going about her court case the next day, and I'm like, are you oh asking, my God. are you looking for company for this court case? And she's like, I would. That's mean? it. And I, I fucking went that oh for a first Tinder date. Oh my God, where's your first Tinder date? That's the sheriff. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I mean, there's, 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 there's even more mental, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I like the crazy. <laughs> don't no, want to, I, I, I don't want to, don't want to marry it, but like, I like. No, exactly. Crazy, it's all right you know? to talk to it. Well, my pal got a date with this guy on it. Um, she was telling us a few months back for Christmas, and um, it seemed really like she's like in her 50s but she likes the younger ones right so this guy was about 30 or whatever turned out he was an absolute maniac he he had to leave the place he stayed further outside Glasgow had to leave that place because everybody was after him and <laughs> she invited them to her house they never went a date he met her at the pub they'd one drink and then it was like come back to my house and I was like oh my god are you sure she said I took him back to my house but all he wanted to do all night was drinking whatever they were doing, right? And then the next day, he's like, eh, can you give me money for a taxi? Because I'm going into town because I'm going to have a fight with my brother. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me on? I went, I hope you're going to give me money for a taxi. And oh, then, man, there's, there's so much to unpack there. And <laughs> like, he's tapping money for I a taxi. Like, he's fighting with his brother. He's actually like, I, he's good. <laughs> I was like, holy shit I was like you kicked me on this is when she was telling me after it and um she's like, she like so I had to give him money because he didn't want to get there and all that and then turned out he had a doing off his brother's pals a couple of weeks before it and but whatever happened she said that he messaged her somebody had got stabbed and all that and I was like you kicked me on and he wanted to come back and hide in her house and I was like no <laughs> and I'm like Please don't ever see him again. Basically, and then he kept phoning her, texting after that, and I'm like, "Oh shit, we beat Glasgow Sheriff." But um, oh, he turned out to be a right maniac. So I think there's quite a few weirdos on it. I tend to get the weirdos. I know. I mean, I was one of them, but like, 
Maybe I got a message for you then. That's how I knew you. No, like, but I mean, some of the some of the things you hear about people, man, it, you're, you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. How did why? How do they think? Like, you know. Some of the. I even found a girl I used to be friendly with his husband on it. Oh. Honestly, I sent him a message and I'm like, "Hi, what are you doing on here? Oh, I'm just here for the banter." I was like, "Is that what they're calling it nowadays?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's oh, you don't know one, uh, exactly. I don't even. Well, as far as I know, they're still together. I haven't seen her in years, but um, no. yeah, that was a good one. That was funny. I had to send a message. Really, I really had to. I couldn't let it go. I was like, and just imagine him sitting there all night shitting himself. I was like, this is great. <laughs> What's he doing out of concern? <laughs> but you see, and another side of that, like, when I, I when the first year after mom died, I was just going out on all the dates and things like that and meeting a lot of girls and things. And then I, I got into a relationship with somebody that I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. But that, that turned out to be more, more of a head fuck. Like, more of a... Yeah. More of a... Um, because I just rushed into a relationship because I was kind of guilt tripped about using so much Tinder and things like that. That I just it was just a really, really, really unhappy relationship, and I, I kept taking them back because I felt fucking sorry for them. And I was made to feel guilty yeah. for these type of things and all that. And so it's, it's I think, it, I think as we all things in life, it's about finding that um, balance, you know. Exactly. I think as well, like obviously you're lonely because your mum's just passed away and you're in a, a new situation where you don't know, you're having to readjust to, to basically everyday life again. So, yeah. and I think you look for a crutch again. So that's, that became your crutch, Aye. you know, that way where you needed something and you needed somebody to be there. And unfortunately, yeah. what we all do, you you don't look at their flaws and what they're doing. And you think, oh, you know what? That's fine. I overlook that, or they'll change. Or it's it's not just women that do it. Uh, Men oh, do I know it totally. Too. I know. I mean, for, for, I, I, see, I'm, I've, I've actually joined a lot of kind of online support groups and things like that, and I always mm-hmm. feel guilty about voicing my opinion because I, I know when you're talking about toxic personalities and narcissism and things like that, the the, the, the experience for females from a male narcissist is generally like ten times worse. Yeah. You know, it's it's because you're talking about physical violence a lot of the time, like, and talk about more intimidation. You're also talking about like the the way society is structured, um, or used to be structured, not so much anymore. But to mm-hmm. to, to just just basically instantly support the guy and, and label the woman as crazy, you know. And it's um, it's it's I, I think with that type of abusive behaviour in relationships and things like that, it's. It's not restricted to any gender or sexuality or um, no. dynamic. It's it's just an abuse of power is an abuse of power, no matter what yeah. lines it crosses to, to abuse that mm-hmm. power, if that makes any sense, you know? No, no, I agree with that. It doesn't matter what gender you are. You physically should not be abusing someone. You know, that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, whatever your partner is, you... Don't lift your hands. There's ways and means of dealing with situations. Yeah. I came from a domestic abuse relationship um long, long time ago. Um it, it's hard. And I've also had one where it was a mental abuse. Yeah. You know, that's that's and, what it was that's what, what I kind of mental and emotional and spirit actually think of it yeah. spiritual abuse with the the been taken advantage of and been made to feel sorry for somebody that's actually out to get you, you know, it's um Exactly. I found it more like I could deal more with the physical abuse, you know, rather than 
the emotional, the psychological abuse was very hard to handle. Yeah. You know, it's different and it, it made you feel less of a person and things like that. You know, it to me it was worse. I know being hit and whatever is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. But when someone's playing with your mind, you know Gaslighting. you don't know if you're after or after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is very, yeah. very hard. You don't know if you're coming or going, you know, and they prey on your insecurities. Yeah. I, it's weird we've been doing comedy and things like that as well what was going on in my life like I, I had a, my, my friends um, I, was ta- I was talking about the relationship I'd kind of just get into it must have been like about a month in or whatever and I was talking about sort of things that weren't made I'd not not making sense and things like that yeah. and then um, my friend said she's gaslighting you Jimmy and I was like well she is into steampunk <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the two of us laughed about it so much that I was like I have to turn that into a joke but the, when I made the joke I didn't want I didn't want to call the person that I was seeing a gaslighter so I, I twisted the joke so that so that I sounded like a gaslighter when I'm making this joke <laughs> and it's uh, it's, it's, it's kind of it's, it's weird like when intense things are going on in your life and you try and turn it into comedy and then you're, you're putting it out there as well, and it's 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 such a weird thing with comedy, you know. Like, that's your coping mechanism as well. Yeah. That's how you do things. Like when you go on to do a performance, you become a different person. See, as soon as you step out in that stage, whether you're doing comedy, you're singing, or you're doing whatever, you become this different person, you know. And you can channel what's happening in your life out there. You tend to deal with it more. Yeah. If you, you get my meaning, it's like it can be funny or you can make jokes about it or, you know, you just don't think about it. But until you have to go back to that situation, that's why I've always said when you do any sort of entertainment, you're not the same person yeah. as a show. You know, at the end of the day, that is what you're doing. And that's how you deal with things. Going back to how like, I felt it hard because no working for all that time because my work was my lifeline. No matter what was happening in my life, you know, that was my work. Like, when my mum passed away, like, I know it maybe sound harsh to some people, she passed away on a Saturday morning. I went to my, my gig on Saturday night because that was what got me through, you know, yeah. rather than sitting, you know, like, what would I be doing in the house? The kids would be in the bed, I'd be sitting on my own. And thinking about things, I went to my work and it got me through every single thing that I went through in my life. That was my lifeline. And like when that's took away, as we said at the beginning, you're like, Jesus, what happens here? And it's probably a, not just for me, a lot of folk have experienced that. That's been yeah. their work kept them going. You know, maybe somebody that lives on their own and they're not sociable. The only people they see is maybe people at work, you know. I felt so sorry for all these people all this year, or all last year, sorry. Yeah. Like, they don't have that yeah. thing in their life. Yeah. It's probably an emotional crutch again, going back to it. Like, you use that relationship to to get uh, you through. You know, yeah. it just... The way we deal with things and the way we look at things, isn't it? As you're saying about the gaslight, and you made a joke of it. But, uh, you know, you're not thinking at the time... Yeah. This person's doing that to me. But that, that actually happened you know, a lot like, with comedy as well. A, a lot of the, the stuff that was happening in my life that I was I wasn't happy with and I was anxious about were coming out in the form of jokes mm-hmm. before I'd even processed it. Yeah. You know? And then of <laughs> exactly, course when I yeah. when I split up there, like that I had a whole section at the end of my set that I've still got. 
talking about my toxic relationship, you know, and it's the same. It's only going to watch and see if I can get any tips. <laughs> see if you can identify the bits, no? But it's um, it's kind of. Have a little one over. No, but, um, it's it's just it's just weird, but it's. I, I, I don't know how much different from um, actually me, my stage persona is. You know, I, I know it's like an exaggerated yeah. version of me, but I think I think I actually need the the authentic me to power that. But I, I, you need to get the yeah. divide somewhere. If that makes any sense. Like, That's it. You need to find the balance of yeah. it. I mean, what's sort of there, but. It is, it's what you channel through, you know. Obviously, you need to be you to do your job, you know. Your job is you, if you know what I mean. I tried to explain this one time to a professor, um, like, up in this hospital thing I was at, and, you know, it was a, a course thing in the homeopathic hospital, and he ended up asking me to leave because I asked too many questions, and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, really? And I was supposed to be there because I've got fibromyalgia or so, and I was like, this was years ago, and I'm trying to explain to him the job I did was me. No, MD can do your job. And I'm like, yeah, MD can do my type of job, but they can't do the job I'm doing, how I do it, how I say it, what I say to people. Yeah. You know, because as much as I'm, say, for instance, I'm doing karaoke, I'm still out there and I still banter with everybody and talk to people. And I mean, you probably wouldn't guess that because, I mean, I don't say much. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Once I get talking, that's it. Do you know what I mean? We'll still be here at 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> you know, it is. It's just, it's finding your balance and you, you put yourself into everything. Yeah. It is. You've got to be you to do that job that you do. You know, a big part of you goes into it. So it does. And that's what makes it good. Yeah, you know, totally. Take life, give you a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, it is, it's for, for all, um, for all, you know, any negative, anything negative just said about it, the validation I've got from being able to express myself that way and, and know that, um, So what plans have you got for the future with community spirit and things? What's, what's going to happen when we, we come out of lockdown? How are you going to sort of start to ease into it since we've been on that theme? Well, as we're opening back up on the 26th, obviously, as I was saying earlier, it'll be all the restrictions and stuff. Our plans are to do more days. Um, we're only on Monday at the moment, um, but then we're going to start a Wednesday, hopefully within the next two weeks of opening. And see how it goes for there. We are outreaching into the community. We get involved with different community groups as well. We help out and everything. So we're going to extend that more. Um, I've been thinking a lot more about the mental health thing. I've been talking to different sort of mental health groups and things like that as well. See if there's anything that we could do to help them as well. Yeah. Because I think coming out of lockdown, as we keep going on, going back to that's going to be a big thing for people. So we could maybe create a day for them where people could come along and maybe just see what it's like to get back into social settings again. So there's a few things in the pipeline that are going to go down that route and see what happens. Everybody's dying to get back out. Yeah. So the more days we can get, the better for people, you know, yeah. because we might get people that can only come on a Monday, different people can come on a Wednesday. My long-term goal is to have opened all week. Yeah. So it is and take it from there and do different activities. We're going to try and get um, more of the kids involved and things like that. It's going to be a thing for everybody because we don't have 
an age limit or you don't have to be old or disabled and everybody is welcome so hopefully yeah. that'll be my thing that's our long-term goal is to get maybe open five days a week um i'm planning to do a friday night thing as well like an entertainment thing really? which will be different entertainers and things like that but it'll be in the club through community spirit so that's something that we're, we're spoke about as well with the club yeah. so we've really? got a few plans so hopefully That'll all go quite well. Yeah, we'll just um, we'll just wait and see, and hopefully things will get back to normal. But I think we should just be careful as we do it. But it sounds like you've got your you've got your plans. You've got your decent plans for what's what's, what's going to happen and all that. Yeah, and, um, we have, and hopefully all the ducks are in the row. Yeah, yeah, that's the phrase I was looking for: ducks in the row. <laughs> There you go. See, I'm a mind reader as well. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, have you found have you found any anything decent to watch or anything like that in lockdown? Any decent new shows? Or? Um, God, do you know actually? Sort of beginning of lockdown, like I like Star Trek, right? I remember from you. I used to watch Captain Picard. I always had a wee thing for him, right? So, <laughs> and Worf out of Star Trek, right? For some reason. Um, but I went back and I watched. Everything from look back to Captain Kirk um, right. started with all that, all the sci-fi stuff. I watched all that again. Um, I've watched loads of different things, to be honest. Um, I've started watching this thing, Queen of the South. There. Oh um, yeah, I think I've seen that. I'm getting that, that. I think I'm about. Is that the one with Rachel Bilson? The. the, the I think she becomes the drug baron. I, I think. I think. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I um I'm into about near the end of season two, but do you know that way it sort of went a wee lull. Um uh, I'll just have a wee time out to watch it. But um I watched that Thunder Force the other night. That was quite good actually, that film. I, st I started watching Melissa that with Lorraine, but I, 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 I started watching it back. I couldn't get in. I usually like Melissa McCarthy as well, but I just I couldn't I, I don't know I, if it was because I was no, it was slow to start off with, I think. Um, then it ended up not bad, actually. I quite enjoyed it. I watched the Coming to America with, oh, I loved that. with Eddie Murphy. A lot of people that were slagging really, that, that, but I thought it was good. brilliant, yeah. man. That was really good. I liked it. It wasn't as good as the I first one, but it was it. it was really, really good, man. It was really a lot of fun. But ah, right, I've watched all different. I've just been watching anything, really, on Netflix. Do you know, Netflix, I think, has been the saviour of everybody. So it is... Um, I've been watching that Snowpiercer as well. That's been quite a good one. So it is. This is Jimmy's best side you're seeing. He's disappeared. Oh, boy, he's back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go and plug in my uh, laptop there. I didn't realise my laptop wasn't plugged in. It said my battery's running low. <laughs> oh, listen, I do that all the time. I'm like, I've done that at a gig before and then I panicked one night and I was like, oh, shit, my laptop's not working. <laughs> Sending home for my replacement and it turned out I hadn't plugged it in. <laughs> uh, I said the things we do in it. What is that? I've done loads of things like that all the time. I'm just my dog's in the background there. <laughs> uh, he's usually in on my feet. He's down there somewhere. Um, right, but no, I've watched. Phones it's, ringing. What were you saying, Jim? Phones ringing. Batteries running out. Dogs running about. <laughs> Real life starting to I know, intrude that, again. So <laughs> exactly, it's overtake. I know this has been our wee sort of comforter. You just sit and talk and. Everybody's like coming in. I've even got the curtains shut in the room and all that. And I'm like, got a wee cozy corner. I even get my tree, my Christmas tree. It's so sweet, it's got lights on and everything. 
All right, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It's been a great chat, and um, hopefully you'll come back on sometime soon and talk about how things are going with Community Spirit now when it's back active and we're all back out Yeah, then. I would love to, actually. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's been good. As I say, I could have sat here for hours <laughs> talking, honest to God. Now I'm going to actually go and walk to Clyde Banks, right? <laughs> so that's it. I'm all geared up now, so unless I get to the front door and find the car keys. <laughs> all right, no, Jimmy, thank you very much for having me on. It's been brilliant. All right, cheers. So thanks very much. And I will speak to you soon then. Right, take care. Bye. Thank you. Manamana. Do 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 do. Manamana. Do 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 do. Manamana. Do 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 do